And Mr. Brody Simon, that's right. Yes, sir. All right. Some people might say Simon. Huh? No, nobody. No. <laughs> nobody says that. Not from around here. All right. Well, that's good. I thought it. I thought I wanted to make nah, sure. Some people say Simon. It it depends. But uh, we 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 say Simon. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Brody Simon, man. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast today, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. I on. appreciate it. Uh, I know it's on a weekend, you know, but you took time for me, and I appreciate that. Oh no, I don't. I I, I don't mind at all. This. This is a blessing to me. Yeah. So I recently, I recently saw you. Uh, you went to Jag to the school. Yeah, um, I had posted a, a, on Facebook um, some some pictures of my arrests and uh, how bad I looked, and a comparison photo from today. Um, and I looked real bad from due to my uh, drug use. And uh, a teacher had reached out to me to ask me if I would go to her class and share my story with her class. And I said, yes, absolutely. That's, uh, that's part of my purpose today, I, f- right. I feel. So, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I actually saw your, uh, your current post of uh, what you were just talking about, your arrest, and then a picture of you today. But uh, I've seen it before, the Jag part. Like, I've seen it floating around on Facebook. I was like, holy shit. I was like, man. I was like, that's not the same guy. <laughs> and, uh, but many people may not know you or people who's not from this area, uh, cause we got listeners all over, but I don't want to say it in a bad way. So it's more like you're, is it not recovery addict, but somebody who's overcame that. Oh yeah. So yeah. So then I seen your, uh, Jag post cause I was actually in Jag growing up. So if you don't mind, would you, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to the guys and to the people and let them know who you are, man, where you from and all that. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, my name is Brody Seymour. Um, I was born in New Iberia, Louisiana. Um, I'm 42 years old. Um, my story, um, it starts off with, uh, with a lot of abuse in my childhood. Um, my dad was a raging alcoholic, you know, and, uh, I grew up just searching for something, you know. Um, grew up with a lot of anger inside, and uh, I just I turned to drugs, fun out. Uh, what age, what age, man? You started. Uh, I was around fourteen, somewhere around fourteen years old. Whenever I started uh, taking over the counter, like uh, mini thins and stuff like that, S- smoking cigarettes. I would steal my dad's cigarettes and stuff like that. I've done you know? that a few times. Uh, like, oh, I've done it a few times. Yeah, just drink his beer, you right. know, stuff like that. But uh, it it progressed from there. It, so they they always I've heard it before, man. Plenty of times, like people will say, like one thing will lead to another. So I, when I was growing up, and it's not a secret, I uh. I smoked weed in middle school, mm-hmm. and everybody, oh man, that's a gateway drug. So look, I stopped it. I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to not continue with it because I actually had a bad, very bad experience with it, dude. I thought I died, bro. It was the weirdest feeling I ever felt. But yeah, so I'll tell, I'll, I'll come in a little bit and say a little bit about my, because we not, we don't know each other from no. today, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's take a let's take us take take us through the journey of uh. Like, all the stuff that you've been through, if you don't mind. Okay. Like, from growing up, like, the earliest memory, you know, like you said, you grew up, it was an abusive household. Yeah. yeah. Um, my dad worked in the oil field, and uh, he wasn't home very much, but uh, when he would come home, and this is my earliest memories, um, he would come home, and he would be 
drunk and just raging drunk, like, uh, you know, throwing my mom around, slapping her around. And uh, I can remember just screaming and crying, begging him to stop, you know, holding my little brother. My brother's two years younger than me. Oh, wow. And uh, just begging him to stop, you know, and uh, it was terrifying. I was I was scared to death as a child, terrified that that my dad was really, really going to hurt my mom, you know. Yeah, man. And uh, I can remember crying on my pillow, you know, all night long, just hearing them scream and fight all the time. This was all the time when he was in from offshore, you know. And uh, we would, uh, we, he he would come in, he'd go to the bars. My mom would take us, we'd be riding around all night long searching for him at all the bars around New Iberia. And uh, it was just, it was, it was miserable and terrifying as a kid. Very scary. That's something definitely no kids should have to ever go through, man. I uh, I would never wish that on any kids. But, but before we get deep into things, man, I do want to say congratulations. You look great, man. You look great, and you got a beautiful family. It's yes, sir. That's awesome, man. So, people that listen, if you know somebody who's struggling or you're struggling, it can change, right, Mister Brody? Oh, God, Obviously, yes. Uh, man. Um, I'm not. I'm not like. I. I give it all. All the, you know, I, 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 it's all Jesus Christ. Like, he's the one that can turn your life around, you no know? No doubt, no doubt. Like, I mean, you have to put in the effort, but uh, he's he helped me, you know? I turned to him because I couldn't do it on my own. I tried. I tried for 21 years, you know? Yeah, man, that's, uh. so what was the first year? I'm sure you've been in trouble. I'm oh, sure yes. you, growing up, you have been in uh, plenty of trouble. Yeah. What are some of your uh, earliest memories with that, like having run in with the laws or just? Yeah. Um, whenever I was uh, 15 years old, like I said, my dad worked offshore a lot. And uh, I would steal his truck at night to go find weed because I had started smoking weed by that time. Well, um, I was I was in the hood in Abbeville and uh, looking for some weed. I ran into... Uh, some guys and uh picked them up they were supposed to find some weed for me right well they picked something up i didn't know at the time but uh they loaded the pipe we went to this this uh, apartment they loaded the pipe i hit it and i started fiending immediately i didn't know at the time but it was crack it was crack yep so that's how i got introduced to crack some guys that i didn't even know you know i was just riding around being stupid looking for some weed and uh do you remember that feeling that you had while you was on yes it? i do and it's it, at the time i thought it was heaven you know it was it was it was an extreme feeling like it was, right and uh i thought it was awesome but man i didn't know where it would take me you know um but yeah that it wasn't that night but it was later on i would steal my dad's truck often right and uh the cops uh, saw me riding through the hood, and uh, they started chasing me. Well, I ran from him. Oh yeah, shit. I ran from. Him. I was scared. <laughs> no man, I hear you. And uh, I ended up out. Well, they left me behind because it was city police. They couldn't. I guess they couldn't chase me into the country. I'm not right. sure why they stopped following me, but I ended up getting caught by the sheriff in the country. Oh, and, they wound uh, up. They did. Catch oh me. yeah, they caught me. I got nine tickets that night, and uh, they brought me down to the station. My, my family had to come pick me up. Yeah. Damn, man. So, that yeah, was, definitely a uh, 
Yeah, no, no, fifteen-year-old kid should be doing stuff like that. I'm not, not downplaying it or downgrading you at all. No, man, you're but, right. But it's, it just blows my mind to see how somebody can go from just a, I don't. We didn't get into like your middle, your like your twenties and all that yet. But from a fifteen-year-old, what I was doing at fifteen was I had. That's when I was like, all right, I'm not gonna smoke weed no more. I stopped doing it. I was playing sports, so you know, it's just crazy to see to see somebody who was doing that at that age to see where you at now it just it blow it really blows my mind man for for the better though for yeah for a great thing because it's crazy like you actually recently well we're getting to well we could talk about you recently went to the jag program so people who don't know that's jobs for american graduates it's a high school program and actually that's where i learned about working on the ambulance yeah so i started the first responder classes through uh the slcc and jag program and all that and uh, actually went work on the ambulance. So we only had one person when I was in school. And this is, I'm 25, so this is like six, seven years ago, maybe. Yeah. And we only had the Army try to come talk us and yeah, recruit people to course. go in. I really wish they would have had somebody like you, even though I wasn't doing that kind of, them kind of things. I think it, uh, like even earlier when we were talking, when I first got here, like some of the stories you were telling me, just like it'll tug at your heart, man. I think, I think that's great. That yeah. people who are less fortunate than some others who get yep. to see somebody who's been through possibly what they're going through yep. at home may not have the best uh, home life. And they can see that there's a easy, there's a different way out. You don't have to fall into that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah there you don't is have to a fall. There way. is, man. And you don't have to fall into that. Yeah. But man, yeah, go ahead, man. This is yeah. about you. I want to get your story out because I think what you're doing, like I told you the other day when I called you. You're doing amazing. I think I really do, man. Like, I really do appreciate what you're doing, even though some of it may be related to me, but yeah. most of it's not. Yeah. But I just think it's awesome, man. But go ahead, man. That's yeah. Um, yeah. I, You know, for, for 21 years, you know, like, my life was, uh, it, it had no meaning, you know. And today, I, I feel I have purpose, you know. I, I, if I, I can, If I can help you know somebody encourage them to not go the route that i went then I, i've served my purpose you know and i i try to do that as often as much as i can um I, i've been going to a rehab in bogalusa about three hours from here bogalusa bogalusa, bogalusa louisiana, it's oh, louisiana okay and okay. uh we we drive there once a month been been going for almost three years to tell my story to uh some addicts to to help them you know try to overcome because it, it's possible you know right no doubt man that's yep. uh and what do they what do they feel about that do they listen you do yes you? they do the major i would say at least 95 percent of them are very open and you can tell that they um their spirits are lifted you know they uh they have some hope you can see it in their eyes they come talk to me after and it's like man i feel i feel i feel so good about it afterwards you know because because of the way they react with me afterwards brother even give me hugs i'm gonna give you a hug after yeah. this, bro i will give you a hug after yeah, this man, no man definitely. I, it's uh i think that's awesome dude I, I just can't say that enough man it's uh that's super great man that's yeah have you uh so so far you have only talked to a jag program and then you go to this rehab with the addicts yep or so is there is there a thing is it like a recovering addict well, it's it's actually a uh, it's an it's a um, it's a it's a program like a thirty day program where they okay. go in there to detox and to try to you know just uh 
just something it's a it's a place where the, for them to get started you know okay at least be away from the drugs for 30 days or right. so and then they can you know put them in uh these um homes where they where the addicts live together and they work from there you know so they don't get offended by the term addict or anything like no that. no no okay but that's good so, man some people do but that's the people that don't want to change what, i was a little nervous know? to come here not uh you're doing amazing now your beautiful yeah. house and all that but i was like man i don't want to say the wrong thing or anything like that but the way no. you come off man like you yeah really, that, uh, no this don't bo- that don't bother me you're a heartfelt god there's no, no oh, doubt yeah. about that yeah what well, would you label yourself now would you would you have said you've been you was an addict oh yes i was an addict but am i now no wait so no. Would, would it be recovery addict or no. or overcame uh how, how would you because you're not i rec- call it a, a recovered or you know a, i don't know a, i don't really call it i just say i was an addict okay that's past tense right and because, i could tell man because today i don't have any desire to use it at all that's whatsoever awesome. you know I get with my Lord every morning, and I make sure, you know, I get with Him. That way, I can overcome the temptation if it does come. It's fun. It's funny to me you say that, man. Like, you say the, uh, like, how, if it wouldn't be for God and Jesus and the Lord, it, you probably wouldn't be where you're at. I wouldn't be alive today. I and know it. I agree with you, because growing up, my parents, they weren't big into the religion or church. Like, I was mm-hmm. baptized Catholic. Like, every most every I kid was, is, yeah, right? I was Catholic, too. And, uh... I recently, dude, it's been, first day was this Mother's Day that just passed, and I actually lost both my parents, and just something was like, man, you need to go, man, I, lo- I lost both my parents, uh, man, I'm, I'm 25, sorry, yeah, bro. man, it sucks, but there's a lot, a lot of, everybody goes through it, you know, everybody yeah. goes through it, I'm so young, you know, and I, yeah. it was within two years I lost both parents, but, man. and then it was the Mother's Day, and uh, my fiance, Lily's mom, was like, y'all should come to church, y'all should come to church, she's been yeah. at us to go to church, I'm like, man. I'm t- I wouldn't tell. I didn't tell her mom that, but like, fuck no, man. I'm not going to church. Uh-huh. Like, no. I understand. Everybody's hypocrite. I'm not going there. Yep. So on Mother's Day, a few days before, dude, just something. And this was after my mom had passed and all that. Some was like, get up and go to fucking church. Just yeah. go. It's not. What are you gonna do? You gonna lay here, play games on a Sunday? Mm-hmm. Get up and go. So we went. Since then, Mister Brody, we have we missed a few days with like the kids being sick and all that. But yeah. I honestly think that's one of the best things I've done. Man, that's so awesome. Yeah. So I, 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 that's where I was getting at too. Whereas I like how you say that if it wouldn't be for the Lord or just all this, yeah, you wouldn't like you said you wouldn't. Be I alive. would not be here. I know it. I know you it. wouldn't be alive. So you have you have how many kids? You got three kids. I got four and kids. I have three kids from my previous wife. Okay, okay. we were together for uh, fifteen years. So how old you were when you met her? When I met my, uh, I was. I think about 21. Okay. Whenever I met 20 or 21, whenever I met my first wife and uh we had we had my two sons, my my two oldest sons, Caleb and uh Cameron. And uh her and I were both users. We were addicts. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So we had uh, my two my two oldest and then uh the state stepped in because we were we were using and just not being the best of parents and uh they took my two oldest sons away from us and look it was it was devastating that was one of the it actually hurt my heart like i felt it the pain in my chest i dropped to my knees and i cried like a baby whenever the 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 cops took them from my arms i I cried like a baby man it 
tore me up, but it was not enough to make me change. No. I still used after that. Yep. It's like the addiction, the drink, it, it had a stronghold on me. And uh, my body couldn't function without it because of the withdrawals. I was around, on the, around that time, what, what, if you don't mind me asking, what were you using? It, it was, wasn't the weed anymore. No, no, no. At that time, it was the opiates. It was uh, Oxycontin, uh, Roxycontin, and uh, Methadone. So some hard, harder, a lot hard, harder stuff. Yes, the, yeah. And fentanyl. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was I was prescribed to all of that because I had broken my back. So is, I had I have uh, is, yeah, six screws and rods and cages in is my Is that back. these pictures you had of? Yeah. Yep. Holy shit, man. Yeah, that's what uh earlier before we started the podcast, uh Mr. Brody brought this and it's a few pictures of him uh and when we go to share the uh podcast on Facebook, is it okay if we oh. add some pictures? Oh yes, so definitely. people could see what we're talking yep. about during the podcast. Yep. Yeah. If yep. you would see, well, when you when you listen to this, you could check it out on Facebook. I'm sure Mr. Brody and uh, his wife and them they'll share the podcast too. But yep. I'll have it up. You could see uh, Mr. Brody back in uh, I don't know what when that is. How long ago was this picture of your uh, that mugshot? That, that one was probably 2013. 2013 to where we are yeah. now. I, when yeah. I had seen it, like I was saying earlier on the Facebook, I was like, "There's no way that's the same guy." Yeah, that's me, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yours. But yeah, he was saying he broke his uh your back. You said yeah, yeah. Yep. We will have the pictures here, and uh, dude, you can see the screws on the X-ray, man. It's yep, that's crazy. So you were prescribed all them drugs. So I was legally, prescribed. you were okay to have yeah, them. Yeah, and to to this day, legally, I am okay right. to have them. But I will, I refuse. I don't care. I got in a motorcycle accident um a few years back, and I refused to take the pain pills they prescribed right. me. I refuse to take them because I will never, ever again go through that. Never. I refuse. Wow. I'd rather suffer the, the pain, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it will go away. Right, eventually. Eventually, yeah. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. rather suffer through it than, than get hooked on that stuff ever again. Yeah, damn, man. Yep. That's, uh, I agree with you. I, uh, I was always, I'm always, dude, you should see. Man, one day we're going to have to get together and uh, let you meet, like, my family and all that, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Your, your, little, your little girl's the same age as my little boy, yeah. but, uh, you can ask a little man, like, I'll take an allergy pill, and yeah. I'm choking on it. Like, dude, then they're so tiny, man, so I'm not <laughs> one to take pills, so. Yeah. No, I get it. I will suffer before, yeah. but in your case, no, that's awesome. So, the state had take, took in, taken your boys from you. Yeah. And like you said, that 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 was that would be heart-wrenching for me. That would be probably one of the, like you said, the worst things that probably ever happened. Yep. One of the worst things, and uh, it wasn't enough to make you change. No, it wasn't. I, I couldn't get over the withdrawals of the opiates it's it's a uh, it's like being sick with uh you covid tremors, like the, the oh yeah like and all that. cold sweats freezing cold but can't get warm you know sweating at the same time soaking wet uh diarrhea uh it's just it's miserable it's like having covid Wow. times you know five probably yeah it's it's miserable it's hard that's why a lot of people can't get over it they they think you know they they think they can't get over it it's uh, i've heard that it's like uh people feel like they're dying when they're oh yeah to, uh, yeah when they detoxing and all that and oh. withdrawing from uh stuff and all that yep damn man so after after the boys had got taken away and i'm sorry that happened to you I do. Uh, hey, you know, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> we you said know? that the other day, actually. We both y- agreed on that. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, I think, you know, I was a product 
that that was all my own doing you know if i would have been doing the right things that never would have happened you know so i blame myself you know and but you know like bad circumstances bad things are gonna happen but that's no excuse for you to do the wrong things you know it's absolutely. not. It's not an excuse. Absolutely. And for the record, he got the boys back now. So Yeah. Well, actually, awesome, so what happened was it took us a year, me and my ex-wife, it took us a year. We got the boys back, okay? Okay. And But we were still using. Oh, because wow. I was prescribed to it, they would, you know, they, it was a way, a legal way for me to get away with it. As long as I was taking it like it was prescribed. But I was also buying them off the street, too. So right. I could take more than what I, you know. And I they did. didn't know that at the time. No, they didn't know that. So we ended up getting our kids back. Are well, you pull it a little away from you, man? Yeah. Like, oh, it's all good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't want you to be uncomfortable, man. Yeah. So um, we did. We, we got our kids back. And then she got pregnant for my third son. And she, whenever she had the baby, he failed for i'm not sure what it was they never said but he failed so they took the kids again and they told us that if we did not sign our rights over to my family members right that they were going to lose my kids in the system so i signed my my two uh my two youngest boys i signed them over to my parents and then my oldest son he went live with my uh my sister in new iberia so, yeah, I lived without my kids for about seven years. And would you would you see them regular, regularly? Yes, yes, I would. My heart was still with them. My addiction it was it 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 had me um it had me it had me right. You know it it had control over my life, and uh, but yes, I would go see them every chance I got. That was you know it was still yeah, my heart. You were still using and all that, but oh, yeah, yes, I couldn't I, see you not being still trying to be the best dad you can be. Oh, and I, I would, I would go see him every chance I got. You know, whatever it would take, if I had to bum a ride, whatever I had to right. do, I would go see him at least you know once a week or once every other week. You know, there there was times I go see him every day. Right. You know, but um, as much as you could. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's definitely so. That's a hard thing to get over, is uh, or to get away from, is using any uh, yes. drugs and narcotics and all that. Yes, yeah, they all have their own strongholds, and it's each of them are different. You know, um, each of them have their own different withdrawals. They're all similar, like the alcohol. I would drew off of alcohol too. Um, see, I would trade one addiction for the other. Okay. Whenever I got over the opiates, and uh. In 2013, I got locked up, and I was taking between 25 and 30 methadone a day. That's 300 milligrams every day, wow. and uh, that's enough. That's enough to kill the average man. Right. That's enough right. to kill a man your size. Wow. But wow. I would take them every day for so many years that my body just um, built a tolerance to them. God you know? damn, man. Yeah. So, um, and it, it got to a point. Listen, the buzz. I used to do it for the buzz, but it gets to a point where you don't even get a buzz anymore. All you're doing is trying to feel normal and not go through withdrawals. That's the miseries of this stuff. Like, you you don't care about the buzz anymore. You'll do anything just to not get sick. You know, that's what it, that's what it, 
And that's why most being. people can't get off of it is because it's not about getting that last high or that mm. next high. It's because like they feel like they're dying when they're exactly. not on it. Yeah. And it's easier it's easier to go find the dope than it is to go through the withdrawals. It's so much easier. The misery of the withdrawals, it's, it's not worth sitting there for 30 days from methadone and sweating and feel like you're dying. You know, yeah, when you got locked up and you was on that, how was that for you? How it was you got locked up in this parish or in Lafayette, you, Lafayette, Lafayette parish? How did yes. how did they catch you or like what was going on to you well, leave um, that arrest if you don't mind, man? I don't mind. That time I had uh, I had gotten a, an attempted murder charge. That was oh. my second one. Well, no, that was my first one. I'm sorry. So you had more than one of those? Yes, I have two attempted murder charges. Could we hear about that? or? Yeah, I, I'll tell you. You don't have to get into detail, just go no. around, however. Well, I mean, I'll tell you. I don't, I don't have nothing to hide. Um, so my, my ex-wife, she, uh, she was seeing another man behind my back. So I got drunk. Now that'd make me fucking angry, too. Man. Yeah, so I got drunk, and I went to her work, and I cut her hair off with my knife. Oh, wow. And uh, I threw her hair at her. And I accidentally cut her the back of her head with my knife. I really didn't mean to. I just wanted to cut her hair. Right. I was like, if you know, if he loves you, then he's gonna love you with a bald head. Yeah. Like I love you. You know, I yeah. thought that was love, but I was man, that was foolish. Right. You know, I could have, you know, I shouldn't have did that. I right. regret it now. Oh yeah. But I did what I did. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, and, nobody uh, who's that against you, man. And uh, the other one was I tried to run somebody over, a family member. And so yeah. your first your first time in in the uh, well not your first time in the jail but when you was locked up for that first uh, charge, how long were you in there? For a few months. So you wasn't on the hard hard no, stuff. No, like I, I never. No, not DOC. No. Ooh, man. But uh, the withdrawals. Well, that I was lasted, about to ask that. That lasted for about thirty days, and in jail they don't not care. They don't. They will not help you. It. They don't care about that. So that was a rough 30 days. Yeah, yep. That was enough to make me never touch a pain pill again. Even after my motorcycle accident, a broken thigh and a broken heel, I, I fractured my heel. Oh, shit, and I, man. And I would not, I refused to take the pain medicine that, yeah. I would Dang. rather suffer like that. Oh, yeah. But I was, but at that time, I was smoking meth, you know. I had gotten over the with, withdrawals from the opiates, so I, you know, I, that was... I would never touch that again. Correct. But I traded that addiction for... Like you said, you would trade it for another thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm not fucking with the opioids anymore. Yeah. But here's this right here. Yeah, bro. exactly. I want the buzz. You know, did, I want to feel did you, did you ever think like, oh, shit, man, I'm, and I'm not trying to be a dick. Did you ever mm -hmm. think it was like, oh, man, this was a rough withdrawal. I'm going to get hooked to this. How will this withdrawal be? That never crossed your mind. That never man. crossed my mind. Until was, it happened. Yep. So, and then it wasn't even during while it was going on, it, it didn't. I don't know. It's just so consuming over your life. You don't think about anything. You don't think about the consequences. All you think about is going get high. Right. That's all you think about. You know, your mind is clouded with getting high or being high. You know. Damn. So after you had got out of jail, you had you went back right right back to you. Well, what I did that? was whenever I got out of jail, um, that time I started drinking whiskey every day. Start drinking. Uh, it was cheap, so I would buy Evan Williams. I didn't. Oh, I wasn't yeah. working. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't working at the time, you know. Um, so I would get Evan Williams, and uh, I would drink. I I would. I started out, and uh, I was hanging around with a guy that would drink every day too. I started out. We would kill a fifth every day, 
It got to the point where I was drinking two fits every day. Okay, I would go to sleep at night, and I would have to wake. I would wake up in the middle of the night with cold sweats, and I would have to hit the bottle just to go back to sleep. Wow. Yeah. So the withdrawals from that is bad too. I can understand why. Why like they have alcoholics why they have to have their alcohol because your body starts going through withdrawal oh yeah it's horrible see i've never been uh and i mean i'm telling you i mean we sitting here talking just like Mm -hmm. i'm not even i forgot we've been podcasting (laughs) right here but yeah it's uh like i'm not i've never been addicted to anything but what i do find that and every addict's all or not i don't want to say i'm an addict man i don't want to because that's petty shit to what you was doing and mm-hmm. you're recovering what you've been through so i'm not yeah. trying to be like oh dude i'm a, no i, I mean i dipped tobacco you yeah. know dude i went and i never had like the, obviously i never had withdrawal i don't know like i get like i'm like dude i need it i need the well the, yeah that's it that's how cigarettes not, are yeah, too yeah you know? right yeah. like you it, said the cigarettes yeah and i never i mean i smoked a few cigarettes i had a few uh my dad had the marlboro menthols mm-hmm. i would smoke a few of those still i'm in I would, when I got the age where I was like, I would get somebody to buy me some American spirits. And then I was like, dude, this shit's nasty. It stinks. Yeah. So I got away from that and I was, started chewing tobacco, the dip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, like for a week, like I went without, I actually went. So when I had my little girl, my little girl, I had showed you at yeah. it. And, uh, I had stopped dipping for, dude, like three years. Just mm-hmm. cold turkey just stopped and yeah. I didn't have the urge. And then one day I was like, man, let me just do it. Let me just yeah. do one. Yeah. One. Well, mistake. since then it's been. But I had a, oh, I did stop for a week. Dude, that is hard, man. So I could um, only, and just, this is just nicotine and tobacco. Mm-hmm. So just me feeling that and knowing the pain and struggle you've been through with that, dude, like I have the utmost respect for you. Man, I appreciate Especially it. to where you're at now. It makes my respect for you even more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have the utmost respect for you, man. That that light's not blinding you, is it? No, it's all good. It's going right. to go yeah, away. Yeah, it's going to go away soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll go away. But, uh. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I do have the most respect for you. Yep. Just uh, it's it still blows my mind, man. I was telling uh, Lily that I was like, it blows my mind to see, and I called Mister Brody. I was like, Mister Brody, to see them pictures and to see where he's at now. And dude, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's, so you can you can do it, man. If somebody oh, yeah, listen, you, you know anybody? I'm sure you wouldn't mind if people reached out to you and was like, "Oh, I don't mind at all." Man, Brody Simon on uh, Facebook, B R O D I E, and yep. last name S I M O N, spelled like Simon. Yep. And Simon, yep. uh, though, like he said earlier, no Simon. <laughs> but man, he's uh, I've like I said earlier, I seen him. I seen you go to the Jag, and I wish somebody would have came do that for us, man. I yeah, really do. I, I How honestly, was that day for you? That day was pretty awesome. Uh, I spoke to two classes. I shared my story with them. A school around here, because in Franklin. Okay. It's about yeah, an hour yeah. from here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was invited by the teacher, and uh, I went shared my story with the kids. I uh, I read them some poems out of uh, my two books. I'm a self-published author. Um, I wanted, I was going to get to that. Whole, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so after I got clean, I've been clean for six and a half years now. After I got clean, I, was, uh, I, ha- I got my job back. And uh, I was working on the rig floor. I was still at the bottom working floors. And uh, these rhymes started coming to my mind. And so I, I was like, boss, I need to go to the bathroom, you know. So I went to the portalette and I wrote them down. <laughs> and ever since that, I just started writing everything, you know. Right. And it just it got better and better. And then I, I had it all in my tablets. And then whenever I married my, my wife that I have now, 
she helped me put it into uh, into books and self-published it. Okay. Both so of them. And then I have a third one written down. I just haven't published it yet. So is it like a, it's an actual book? Like it's a, yeah, you, it's, I see you have some here, man. Yeah, um, this, uh, it's on Amazon. It's, it's called, uh, Poems from the Heart. That's my volume one. And then Poems from the Heart of a, a former addict. That's volume could two. I, could I check out? Yeah, mm-hmm. check them out. Let me check them out, man. Let me look at that. Let these guys. Yeah, go ahead on Amazon. You said, Mr. Yeah, Brody? yeah, it's on Amazon. If you Google my name, it, it they pop up. B R O D I E, Brody, and last name Simon. S I M S I M O N. Yep. If you'd like, I can read one. Uh, I'll yeah, read a poem right yeah, quick. Yeah, man, go ahead. Let, let them hear this, it. Man. This one's one that's not in any of my books yet, but uh, this one's called "From the Heart." Let's hear it, man. I'm writing this letter and straight from the heart. These drugs had torn my whole world apart. It started out as just a way to cope. And before you knew it, I was hooked on this stuff called dope. I went from past the weed to smoking crack cocaine. Then to melting coke on a spoon and running it through my vein. To oxys and roxies I couldn't shoot enough. To methadone and Xanax bars. How did I survive this stuff? It took my family, my kids, and even my dear wife. So my next order of business was taking my own life. With tears in my eyes and gun to my brain. God said, give me your heart, son, and I'll heal you from this pain. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah, all, all, everything I write is um, either something that I've experienced or something that I've witnessed. Or it's something, something, something you've been to do through. With, yeah, something to do with my life or, or something that I've witnessed. You know, something I've been through. That's awesome. I do. That yeah. was awesome, man. That's, uh, that's really, that's really heart, uh, like I said, man, heart. Like heart pulling, bro. Yeah. It uh, I'm yeah. gonna have to check these out, man. I see you got some. Oh, you added some pictures in these. Yeah, I have uh pictures. Um, I see that. Yeah, I'm gonna put some in the, the next one too. I'm gonna put some some of these pictures. Okay. You know, and yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna definitely look into them. Okay. I wanna, yeah. I'm gonna have to give me some of those, man. I like it. I, uh, that was good, man. Uh, yep. Well, how did them kids take to that? What to my kids to the um at the jag. oh the, at, at the, the jag, jag. yeah, yeah. At the jag. oh they 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 liked it um they had a, a f- some of the students that you know it shed some tears um, oh, I feel like I'm about to shed <laughs> some tears bro <laughs> yeah God yeah damn man yep because you never know what somebody's going through you know and if you can relate to them there you know you have a better chance of reaching them you know and that that's I can relate. I think I can relate to a lot of people in a lot of areas. That's why I feel that uh, it's my purpose to go share, you know, because if I can make it out of that, then maybe I can give someone else a little hope that they either don't have to go that route or they can make it out of that, too. You know, that's I, I believe that's my purpose in life. I think so. I think yeah. so, man. It uh, It encourages me to never want to have to walk that path man yeah it's a it's, i'm still young miserable. you know but i would i don't that yeah. never ever crossed my mind but no thank god yeah one thing you said in that poem was uh it, it was uh the one that you read for them to hear yeah uh, the next step was taking your life yeah i'm sure that crossed your mind that crossed of. my mind so many times but uh i knew man i didn't really want to end my life i didn't <laughs> Right. I just couldn't stand the way I felt anymore. I couldn't stand the waking up and being sick, just having to chase chase the dope man, you know. Yeah. To to try to feel normal. I, I couldn't stand that anymore. I couldn't stand the fact that uh, 
my ex-wife had gotten pregnant for another man. You know, I lost my kids. Yeah. You know, it was just a lot of devastating things that... Uh, Is she that, clean now? Is she clean? Uh, I'm not going to say yeah. she's clean or dirty. At, um, okay, yeah. She no. hadn't... She had, I, she hadn't reached out to the kids in two years, but recently she did. So, um, so I let her see the kids. That's awesome know? of you to do to do that, man. That is awesome. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's still their they mom. need their mom. Absolutely. You know, and I, 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 I pray for her. I hope she gets her stuff together. You know, but I, I think I would hate for something to happen and the kids not have been able to, to spend right. some time with her. Yes. You know. So I, I'm letting her you call the right them in, see her. You know, I, I brought her, brought them to the park the other day, and she spent some time with them. You know, now she asked me the other day if if she can take them and leave with them, but I'm not I'm not gonna allow that right now. No, no, no. no I back you. And as whenever she, that, whenever man. I know that she's doing the right things in life and she's established herself, then that's a different story. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it'll show you. When, people will know. You know, when right. you're doing the right things, it's it's obvious. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, how long you and your uh, wife been together? Uh, it'll be three years. Okay. Yeah. So you was already sober when you met her. Yeah. Yeah. I had been sober for like three years. And you had told her your story and all that when you first got Oh, yeah. There? So her and I, okay, my story, whenever I was about uh, 12 years old or so. Okay. See, I grew up Catholic. And whenever I was about 12 years old or so, my mom started going to this uh, this church in Abbeville. And it was like one of those Holy Ghost filled churches, yeah, you know. Yeah. And always wanted to go was, to one of those. It man. was it was crazy to me, you know. I went in there. I was like, "Whoa, what the heck is going on?" Because I grew up in a Catholic church. It's quiet in there. Right. You don't, you know, you don't make noise. Right, right, right. So uh, these people were singing, and you know, I was like, "Whoa, it was weird." <laughs> so uh, anyway, so. We would go with my mom, and uh, my dad was still a raging alcoholic. My mama was still hitting the bottle, you know, whenever she first went. You know, sometimes change doesn't happen overnight. Correct. You know, Correct. it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. You're right, man. You're you know, right. If, if, if We all are work in progress. You know, if if you're trying to do the right things, it's it's a process, you know. Little victories of uh, add up over time, you know. Just take it one day at a time. That's what I tell everybody. Just, you know, small victories are the they're the important ones because they add up correct um so my mom started going to that church she started dragging us over there and uh she would read her bible and hit the bottle she would drink a fifth of wild turkey every day so um oh, I, I like some good wild turkey i have drank that before <laughs> that I do say that yeah yeah i used to but. be on that too but, uh, <laughs> so um yeah so she started going to that church well we uh this lady this visitor was there one night when we went and she called the whole family up to the altar and told us that we had a calling on our life you know oh wow yeah so and, and she, you were at the 12 12 around 12 years old then, yeah so you're like what the yeah fuck i don't know on? what the heck you're talking about yeah. you know and uh so after you know pretty much i ran from that you know like i had i would go to church because my mom would force me but I had my f- other foot in the world. I was doing worldly things, you know, doing drugs. Right. You know, she would force me to go, but I was still, you know, in the world doing worldly things. And uh, if if you ride the fence, you know, the world's going to pull you in. There's, you know, it's either 
you in or you out, That's you know, it. this. You're right. No, you're right, man. It's true. Um, and I learned that the hard way. Took me 21 years to learn that, you know, or 20-something years. But uh, and a lot of heartache and a lot of, you know, just a lot of misery, you know. But it's all a product of my own doing, you know. Absolutely. All, you know, I, I, I blame no one but myself, you know. You never, like, uh, we'll get back. I don't want to cut you off. I don't mean no, to cut no, you off. No, no, you good. I wanted to, uh, you never had the feeling where you were like, because I get like this sometimes where, like, something goes wrong, mm-hmm. and then I want to blame somebody else. Even though it's me, I want to blame somebody else. Yeah, I've, I used to do that. Right, but, that's, yeah, but, that's what I mean back yeah, then. But no, not today. No, no, I know not today, but yeah, like back I'd then. Yeah, I take my lick. Like, you know, I, if I was wrong, I'm going to admit that I was wrong. But back but, then, if but, you was wrong, though, you wanted to blame somebody. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I, w- I, I would get like that sometimes, man. And I know it's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. It's just sometimes, like, I don't know. Uh, so... Yeah, yeah, that's the easy thing to yeah, do. That's the you easy know? Thing and we to always do, we all want to pick the easy things, you know, because the hard things are hard. Right, that's true. But the hard yeah. things are uh, the hard things are what's rewarding, you know. The easy things aren't rewarding, you know. In a spiritual aspect, in in any area of your life, you, you, mo- you motivate the fuck out of me sometimes, <laughs> man. Throughout just in this podcast, you do, man. So I know for a fact if some like you reaching other people, I know for a fact you are because I've seen it on Facebook and all that. And yeah. you going to that place in uh in uh, Louisiana over in Bogalusa, yeah, yeah. Bogalusa, where yeah. that's we actually from South Louisiana, and that's where we don't live, but maybe. It was like forty it's, something minutes to get here, but it's not, you know, yeah, not yeah. stupid far. But yeah, Bogalusa it takes us about three, three and a half hours to get there, and three and a half hours back. And how often you said you went there? I've been doing that for three years, once a month. Once a month, right at right around three years. It's it's coming up on three years. Very. very When's soon. your next one? Uh, you know, October. Uh, it's on a Friday. It's maybe October. Sixth or seventh, okay, something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, recently, uh, about four months ago, I started going share at the one in Lafayette. They have one in Lafayette that I go share at. So okay. I've been going there for about. Don't think I. Well, I keep. I don't know why I keep thinking we're not in cap and we're in. Uh, <laughs> I can say where we at. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't I, don't, I don't. I don't know why I keep thinking we're in Abbeville. Oh yeah, <laughs> and because uh, I passed the uh, when I was working in the ambulance, we would go to some of these rehab facilities. Oh yeah, pretty regularly, man. Yeah, like the Woodlawn, Wood Lake, Wood Lake. Addiction. That's that's where I went. Oh, uh, so you've been to these places? I've been. I've been to the Wood Lake in Ethel, Louisiana. That's where I changed my life around. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, So you have that's the only one, the first and only time you ever well, been there was then. No, um, I went to a detox in. Uh, in um in Mamou, Louisiana. Okay. And uh, whenever I got there, I had I told them how much drugs I had taken, and they they hit me up with Narcan because they thought I was overdosing. Oh, wow. Well, I woke up two days later in ICU. There was like I had a catheter and I was uncomfortable. I was like, "What? Where? What's what going, going on? on?" You know? Yeah. They said uh, you you fought like eight nurses. Uh, you know they they gave you some Narcan. I was like, dang. So man. I, th- man, yeah, I woke up in ICU. That was crazy. Nah, yeah, we'll come back to you. Uh, so you was in church, but before we get there, I want to uh-huh. say how coincidental this is. So I have you today on uh-huh. the podcast, and then next Saturday, a week from now, I have a psychiatric, mm-hmm. and now is an addiction nurse. 
oh wow how coincidental yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah. somebody so we get to hear this side of it yeah then we'll also we'll hear the opposite side of it yeah but yeah i was when when we got in contact and with you and then with somebody else and with that nurse i was like i was like holy shit i was like yeah this adds up and it wasn't planned though it no, this was not yeah. planned yeah that's, i mean i only hit you up with last week we yeah. got in touch with each yeah. other last week yeah so i just think i think it's like you said it's a purpose there's a reason yeah. there's a reason there's yeah. a reason everything happens i believe that and uh but yeah i cut you off from your story man so no, you was at this church with your mom yeah and, and um she she got radically changed you know like I say it, it didn't happen overnight. Like I said, she was still drinking. Right. Rome you know? wasn't built in a day, man. That's right. But she gave her heart to the Lord. And that's what he <laughs> wants. You know, he, he, he's after your heart. And your heart is what will change a person. It's, that's what makes a person behave the way they do. You know, and um, so, so I ran the opposite direction. You know, that didn't make you, you know, that didn't make you want to change? It did. Well,. I don't know. I, I was angry. I was angry with God. I was just, I was an angry kid. Very angry. I remember I would get so angry that I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. I would have to go, I would go outside and punch on the pump shed. It was a little oh, metal wow. building. Yeah. I would punch it till I couldn't breathe anymore. That's, that's the type of anger. And, you know, I was just, I was angry. I was an angry kid, you know, having to watch some of the stuff, I guess it made me angry. Um, and just, I guess, fear has a lot to do with that, too, because I was scared, scared, scared to death as a young child. Terrified. Now, today, nothing scares me. Right. You know, I just, I've overcome that fear. Nothing scares me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so my mom, you know, she got saved, and she started doing the right things. And then uh, her and my dad ended up separating and uh my dad ended up he started using uh crack yeah oh, really yep and uh then whenever uh i was still in school well i think i don't know if i was still in school whenever they got separated no but uh what school did you go to? i went to delcom oh you went to delcom yeah okay. i never made it to high school i made it to eighth grade and i got kicked out for uh taking pain pills at school one of my homeboys got his fingers cut off at, uh, in shop, and he was uh, prescribed to the Lorset, and he would sell them to me. And I would, so I ended up getting caught, and uh, they kicked me out. <coughs> well, I ended up getting my GED. Um, yeah. It was it was court ordered. So whenever they whenever I got in trouble at school, it was court ordered. I had uh, I had 140 hours of community service. I was on probation, and uh, damn man. Yeah, and then I had uh, I had to take an adult course, and so I ended up getting my GD, and then uh, and then I uh, I ended up getting kicked out of my parents' house. I moved in with uh, with the dope man, and uh, they they ended up my parents let me take my dad's truck, the one that I used to steal. Right. They ended up letting me take it. And how old you were when uh, that happened? Uh, around 16 or so that and you was on your own basically yeah i moved in with a dope man yeah because uh i was a i would act up at home you know i wasn't i was i was an angry kid so i would i would uh act out you know i right. acted out in school i was bad as i was bad as hell at school um 
like I flooded the bathroom, started food fights, you know, Damn, man. Uh, just fighting all the time. I always wanted to start a food fight. I never did oh, it, it was, but I always wanted. It to was see, freaking awesome. Yeah, dude. I bet it was awesome, man. <laughs> we had like we had like eight of us got suspended. I would have grabbed for a that. few of like the good things though and ate it. But yeah, oh, I, yeah. I had already had cafeteria duty at the time. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> we were chucking food man. all over spaghetti. Them the janitors were pissed off. Oh, what? motherfucker. Well, the uh, the band teacher, man, nobody liked him, so everybody nailed him. And uh, he had a brand new Tommy Hilfiger starched down shirt on. <laughs> everybody was nailing him. Yeah, but if you wearing a Tommy Hilfiger shirt back then, you <laughs> you deserve to get hit by some food. <laughs> yeah. You deserve it. You deserve it. But oh yeah. But, so man. um, yeah. So I moved in with the uh with the dope man, and he's he's in jail right now for murder. Oh you know? shit, man. Yeah. And I, you were living with him as a minor. Yeah. And uh, we were working together doing carpentry, and. Uh, we were shooting up cocaine. Like, that's how I got introduced to the needle, was from him. And uh, Oh, you could shoot up? You can shoot that? Oh, in? yeah. I, th- I, didn't, I thought it was only like a, with your nose, you sm- oh, like snort no. it or smell it. No, you you mix it with water, put it on a spoon, with uh, and you heat it up with a lighter. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you strain you it with cotton. It? You strain it with cotton and then... And inject it? Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's oh, my God, that's a very, very intense... Uh, like it, it's very intense. You can hear a train in your ears. Like it sounds like a train. Wow. First time I fell off the toilet. The first time I ever did that. Holy it shit. just took over my body, and I just fell off the toilet. I want to fall out of the chair thinking about yeah. that shit, man. That's, yeah, it's very, very intense. That's fucking. Yeah, very dangerous too. Yeah, it's I don't know how I survived a lot of the stuff I did. <clears throat> yeah, for I a got reason. to a point. For a reason, brother. Yeah, I got to a point where, uh, where. The syringe, the blood would be clotted inside the syringe, and I would still shoot it up. Yeah. It would be your blood, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I've never shared a needle with anyone. That's, no. that's good. I was stupid, but I wasn't, I wasn't stupid, stupid. Yeah, you wasn't know? that stupid. Yeah. Damn, so you moved in with him at the age of 16. Yeah. How long you stayed around there for, man, before? Uh, yeah. Not that long. Maybe, maybe like, a few months because uh, his wife was pregnant, and... They were fixing to have the baby, so he told me I had to go. Then I moved in with another friend, and uh, he uh, he ended up kicking me out. You know, it's you know I was. So you you never been on the streets then? Yeah, I lived out of my truck for a while. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I mean, it is what it is. You know, that was you very got a uncomfortable. Home now, though, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, but yeah. Um, how how was that for you living in the? Uh, I actually got to not to cut you. We come. I don't want to cut you off because I want them yeah. to hear you. But uh, so I have a I have two brothers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One's forty. I think one's forty. One's thirty nine. Or one's forty one and one's forty. But they're really close. So my parents had me. My mom and dad had me when they were in their forties. Yeah. And uh, actually, you having a baby here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations too about that. I have another. <laughs> <laughs> so the same age as my mom, I think. Yeah. And, uh, but uh. Well, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you, man. But, uh, yeah, so I have two older brothers. And uh, so I got to see a path, man. I think that was a big step for me. So, like, my dad had a son. Mm-hmm. My mom had a son. Yeah. They got together, and then they had me. Yeah. So my oldest brother, who's the godfather of my little boy, my coat and my little boy, I showed mm-hmm. you. And uh, he... So they all did, everybody, my brothers both did their fucked up shit. Well, my old other brother, he got three kids and my parents raised them. Yeah. Till the day my mom died. Yeah. 
all three to the day my mom died, which was February that just passed. And uh, so I got to see two pats. Mm-hmm. I don't know how deep in the drugs that brother was. Yeah. Not not the one of my godchild and my other little boy, the other one. Um, so I don't know how deep into it, but I've heard stories because I was young still. Yeah. And my parents raised it. It was two, actually. One of my, the oldest niece, the only one that's doing something, you know, pretty good mm-hmm. for herself. Her and her little boyfriend split. So she's like, can I come stay with you? And my <laughs> my little boy's godfather is actually her godfather. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's like, can I stay with you for a little bit? I was like, yeah. come. You know, I'm not I'm not going to watch you on the street because you're not into drugs. Yeah. The worst thing she does is vape. And that's yeah. not even bad. I can't be no. mad at you because I'm doing the same thing, just in, uh, <laughs> putting it in my mouth. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But my parents raised it through my three nie- two nieces and one nephew. But uh, yeah. so I got to see the path yeah. of uh, my oldest brother, Doug, DJ, actually did a po- one of the first podcasts with him, me and oh, him yeah. did. And I learned a lot about him in that podcast that yeah. he's my brother and I didn't even know him. Yeah. So I got to see two paths. One, he did good. And the other one, not so good. Yeah. And I was like, and I just saw this shit growing up because my oldest brother, DJ, the one I did the podcast with, he... Uh, I didn't see him for a few years. Mm-hmm. Him and my parents didn't get along. Yeah. And then one day, funny, I was sitting. Um, I grew up in Acadian Acres. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. And uh, in New Iberia. And uh, that school, that little Daspid Elementary School, mm-hmm. right behind it, I was smoking cigarettes at the little park there. And I get a Facebook message, man, about uh, this lady named Ashley, which is my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I'm your brother's wife. I'm fucking smoking my cigarette like that. <laughs> And uh, she's like, hey, I'm your brother's wife. Uh, and I hadn't heard from them in, dude, I want to say nine, ten years. Yeah. So I was really, really young the last time I seen uh, DJ. And uh, she was like, yeah, I just want to let you know I'm your brother's wife. Uh, you have a niece. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, fuck, I don't know who this <laughs> is, man. So I blew it off. I texted back like, okay, or some dumb shit like that. Well, I go home yeah. and I tell my mom. And uh, we actually got back in touch. So. I was able to, where I was going was I was able to see both paths of, and one of my brothers, I remember he was staying in his car eating straight peanut butter. Yeah. Because my parents didn't want to help him because they've done so much, you know? Yeah. They do so much. You can only wash you your hands. You get tired. Yeah, yeah. You get tired, man. Oh, yeah. So, like you were saying, you was living in your car and your truck. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, it still bothers me to this day. I feel bad for him and I feel bad for anybody that's in that situation. Like when I see a homeless person on the side of the street. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to clown, but, like, most of them resemble my dad. Because my dad had the big beard. He was skinny and tall, man. But the long hair, the big beard and all that. Yeah. So, I don't know if that, like, what makes me feel bad. Mm -hmm. But, like, I have, I like, damn, dude. Like, so, anytime, like, I'd be like, man, you know, give them a few bucks. I know if they're going to use it for drugs, I know I'm feeding feeding it at that point. But I just have that little thing where I feel bad. So, yeah, I feel bad for people like that. But you were yeah. living in your truck, man. And yeah. Man, I didn't want to. I'm sorry I cut you off again, <laughs> no, bro. That's all good, man. But, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I lived in my truck for a while. And then uh, my mom and dad had separated. And my dad bought a trailer in, uh, in Maurice. And then uh, I moved in with him. Okay. And, uh, oh, so they, you were still younger when they separated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was still younger. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I moved in with him, you know, and still was doing my thing. Uh, then, um, yeah, that's that's whenever he was smoking crack. He was on it, too? He was smoking crack at that time. Is yeah. It, 
I wasn't I was I wasn't smoking crack anymore at that time, I believe. Um so I had gotten to a point where I hated the way it made me feel. I hated to fiend. You How know? do you do crack? You said you, you smoke, smoke it? it? Yeah. You smoke crack through a little straight like shooter or something like oh, that. Okay, so it's not like in a cigarette. It's a little or pipe. Like that. You know, a little a little pipe. And then uh you just gotta put some some uh Brillo in, in between oh, wow. as a as a filter, you know. Damn. So uh so yeah, I would smoke my crack but I hated the way it made me fiend. So I got to a point where I begged God, I was like, Please, I don't wanna feel this way anymore. Right. And he took the desire completely away. Really? And yes. Whenever I was younger. Wow, man. And, but, but I still had the desire to use other stuff. You know, like he, he, he knows your heart. You know, if your heart don't want that anymore, he's gonna help you get over it. You know, but right. if it's, he's not gonna help you get over something that you're gonna go right back to. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So, he knew that I was over that at that time. So he took he took the desire completely away. Just like all the anything, everything today. I don't have the desire to drink. I don't have the desire for any of that because my heart don't want it anymore. I, I know the misery is and you know, I know it's only leads to destruction, all of it. You know, what's right. a buzz for what? You know? It to for you to feel socially, you know, to to be able to hang around and talk to people, you know, that's that's why, you know, that's a lot of the reasons why I would get super high whenever I go places, you know. Whenever I go to the courtroom I'd get super high because I didn't like being around people. I'm not like a social person. It's not that I don't like people. It's just I'm not good at talking or meeting. I'm not an outspoken and outgoing person. I'm just like a you know yeah, you kinda like my dad, man. He was very quiet. He wouldn't yeah. talk unless you talked to him. Yeah. And he'd just sit there. Dude would have his legs crossed. Dude, you would have to see that dude, man. Yeah. He would sit there, he would have like a little vape. <laughs> he had stopped smoking for a little while, and mm-hmm. he had a vape, and he'd had like the old shirts with the little pocket on them. Yeah, he'd pull it out, he'd sit there, he'd hit it, <laughs> and then he'd drop it back in his pocket. But yeah, so you kind of you kind of like my dad, man. Quiet, you to yourself. Yeah, I mean, you were very nice when I got here, greeting me and all that. So one yeah. of those, like, if you in- interact with you, then you'll yeah, that's yep, yep. Yeah. I'm not an outgoing person. I'm not gonna go meet new people. Right, and that's what was crazy about the way I met my wife. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, so, so I find. I gotta I, cut you off. I promise, man. <laughs> it's all good. So I, uh, so after I got clean, like I said, I've been clean for six and a half years. I, I would go to church. I found it very important to bring my kids to church every day that I wasn't working on Sunday. I would bring my kids to church. I think it's important to, for them to grow up, you know, knowing something of the Lord. So, um, yes, sir. I was going to this church in Lafayette called Our Savior's Church, and. uh and uh, so something told me I had been going there for a year and something in the back of my mind told me that I was going to meet my wife over there. But also I was like, there is no way. There's no <laughs> way because I go over there when the service is over. As soon as it's over, I'm leaving and I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not meeting no peop- new right. people. You know, I don't meet people. It's just I'm not that, you know, I'm not that person. Well, just so happened I had been going for a year. Just so happened one Sunday morning, I walked out of church and I'm following this woman that's in front of me. <laughs> and I noticed, <laughs> God forgive me, I noticed her shape. <laughs> I was like, you know, uh, and then I, I was like, dang. So and then I, I, I veered to the left. I took my kids. We got in the car. So, uh, so I get this message on Messenger from Clarissa. 
which is my. I actually found your name. <laughs> well, because what's crazy? That's what I was going getting to. Her and my mama were friends at that church oh, at harvest time when okay. we were kids, and her and my mama would hang out. Well, we went our separate ways in life. You know, she she uh she married some guy. You know, right? And uh, she has her own story. You know, narcissist. Right. Well, oh, that'd be good because yeah, I'll talk yep. to you about something after. Yep, and uh, she married a guy. You know, and and I went you know my own way in life and we hadn't seen each other in years and years well just so happened that she messaged me she noticed me too she was like was that you with those three little <laughs> rugrats i'm like yeah that was me my dude's like hell yeah <laughs> yeah that was me what's up <laughs> <laughs> no but so she uh she messaged me and we started talking becoming friends well she uh she ended up buying me a birthday gift because my birthday was had just was you know August and uh, happy late birthday then man because I didn't you, know man. you then yeah happy thank you happy late birthday bud so she she bought me a gift you know and we started going on little dates and stuff and uh, you remember the first date y'all went on yeah we went to Fizos her me her and my uh, my two two of my sons hell yeah man yep it's pretty well, good over there I, yeah I like, I like their steak Ooh, oh shit yeah. I never had that oh yeah their steak is good so. Uh, yeah, we started dating, and then I asked her to marry me. Uh, yeah, surprise, her popped Hell up with a yeah. question. And, uh, yeah, we we had a baby a, a year after we was married. Your little girl. Yeah, yeah. my little girl. And uh, she's two now. She's so. cute, man. She yeah. She's freaking talking yeah. like almost full sentences, bro. <laughs> yeah, she's smart. Yeah, she's smart. She's a handful. <laughs> she's awesome, though, man. She's a blessing. Big yep. blessing. Yep. Yep. That's uh And, uh... So, yeah, and then my oldest son, like all of my kids are doing well. My middle son, you know, he's uh he he acts out in school and stuff. You know, his I I know it bothers him the relationship with his mother and then me, yeah. you know, me not being oh, the, good, the dad, you know, that I should have been. He he acts out, but I'm hoping that we'll you know, we'll get to him before, you know, if he you has, keep if you keep doing what you're doing, bro. Yeah. I think so, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can and see then, you're a great, damn good dad. Yeah, I try. Um, then my oldest son, like I'm so blessed. He, my, he was raised by my sister, and then he moved back in with me whenever my other boys moved back in. And uh, but he recently moved out whenever he, before he was even 18. How old? How old? How's your oldest? He's 18. He just made 18. Holy shit, man! Yes. He's a few years younger than me. Yeah, he just made 18. Con- hell yeah, dude! Yeah. So I, I bought him a truck, and. Uh, he got him a job and he's been working. Right now he's at the LSU game. Oh, that yeah. lucky, that little lucky. Yeah, dude, I know, bro. right? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's barbecue some Razorbacks real quick. Oh yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> bro. Hell yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I'm, I'm blessed. You know, even though I didn't do the right things in life, I still have some awesome, wonderful kids. You know, um, but yeah, life is a journey. It, you know. But it is, man. It yeah, is. Uh, it's about lessons, you know. I, you, I think you it's still about see lessons. your parents and all that. Yes, the um, my mom and dad are back together. Fuck yep. yes. And me and my dad, me and my dad, we used to hate each other. We couldn't stand each other. Like he, he didn't know how to talk to me. And I'm a grown man. You're gonna talk to me yeah. like a grown yeah. man. Correct. You know, you're not gonna call me out my name. Oh, absolutely. You know, talk man. to me like a man. Just yes, you know. And he had some resentments towards me because you know I was an addict and I I acted I was I was selfish in a lot of ways. 
you know, I did things that weren't right. And him and I got in fist fights. You know, oh, I've shit. gotten arrested for fight with my dad. And, uh, you know, we, we just didn't have the best relationship. I held some resentments. He held resentments. Right. So we couldn't be around each other. Well, after I got clean, it took about, about probably two years after I got clean, um, I would have to go to their house to see my kids, you know, and he right. treated, he didn't treat me, he, he wasn't very nice to me, you know, um, I would spend an hour with him, he was like, it's time for you to go, get out oh, of here, damn. you know, stuff like that, you know, so it took him about probably two years after I got clean before he started you know, seeing that I was serious and that I changed, I it really changed just, my it life. It wasn't just a, yeah, help yeah, me get yeah. out of jail and I'm going to clean, I promise, and then boom, right back yeah, to what you were. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was after he seen that I was real right? that he started treating me better, a little better, a little better. And uh, today we have an, a great relationship. We have coffee together all the time. He, he loaned me some money for my wedding to pay for a videographer. Wow. Like that's something you don't you know like my dad loaned me some money that yeah. was, that's freaking crazy, he that's he awesome. he also came with me twice to the to the rehab in Bogalusa and he shared part of his story, you know so me and my dad have a relationship now that that's we awesome. never and had. He's good and clean too. I'm yeah, clean. oh yeah, yeah. He's good and like clean. He's Him and my mama back together. They go to church together all the time. Like they love the Lord and stuff. So yeah, it's a blessing to have them still in my life and you know right. and changed, you know. Not and like they still in New Iberia? No, no. They they live uh, in Indian Bayou. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I know where that. Yeah. Uh, Some I know where that's at. Yeah. I've seen it's it. about 15 minutes from here. It's not that that's far. That's good. Closer yep. to you. Closer yep. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yep. And, uh, well, this is another part of my story. Yeah, uh, man. I got all, I got all day, bro. Yeah, I mean, um, so whenever I was about 21 years old, I, uh. I started hanging out with some gang members in New Iberia from two separate gangs. Right. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, some Laotians. Right. You know? And uh, so I got into that lifestyle. And uh, it was it was, it was was a dangerous lifestyle, I'll tell you that much. I've been I'm shot bad. at a bunch of times. Uh, Damn, I've man. been jumped, like beat down with bottles, and I've been hit in the head with a bat, you know? Shit. Yeah, so, you know, even that lifestyle, there's nothing good that comes... The streets, they will take you in. They'll be glad to take you in, you know, but they'll, it'll chew you up and spit you out. Or if you if you make it out alive, you know... Yeah, I need my nephew to hear this goddamn podcast. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's nothing good. The streets, they don't love you. You know, it's a sense of... You know what? You know what I always wanted? Uh, to... To feel like I belonged. So that's what it was. That's always that's what, what it was. That's what it's all about. Uh, like feel loved and feel like you belong. You know? That's 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 why it sucks you in. Because they make you feel like you belong. And they will do anything for you. Right. But you have to do. You know, Whatever you they want. Yeah. You have to prove yourself too. Yeah, man. That's. Uh, um, yeah. That's crazy. Yep. That's I, was, uh, I was 21 years old. I caught my first felony for stealing a Harley Davidson. Out of Michael's strip club. Oh, and uh, Bruce Hall. Yep. Damn, dude. Yep. I stole you didn't go in. You didn't. You wasn't in there. You just was around. And no, I was in there. I was you? in the bar. We was drinking uh, tequila, and uh, they had a, a a nice Harley in the foyer inside the building, and they were auctioning it off for the boys and girls club. I didn't know that at the time. We was drunk, 
full of that tequila. Yeah. Walked out, saw the bike. I was like, hey, that's a nice bike. And uh, my brother's boss at the time, he was like, damn, yeah. I was like, you want it? He's like, hell yeah, I want it. So I walked it out the building. and uh, Nobody tried stopping you? Nobody saw us. It was crazy. Holy shit. So I pushed it on the side of the building. They had some 18-wheelers. I pushed it on the side of the 18-wheelers. And I had a, a Ford Escort hatchback at the time. I backed my car up to it, and they had four of us there. We loaded it. We picked up the back end of the bike and put it inside my hatchback and tied the hatchback down because the front wheel was hanging out the Holy back. Holy shit. Yeah, so we tied the hatchback down so it wasn't bouncing up and down down the road. Well, we took off to the guy's house in Koto. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We took off to his house. Well, we unloading the bike. His wife comes outside. He's like, she's like, what the hell is going on? What is this? He's like, I won that in a card game. Uh, she was like, get that out of here. I don't want that over here. So we had to load it back in my car. I drove it to New Iberia. Me and one of my other homeboys yanked it out of the car. I don't know how we got it out. You talk about a heavy bike. Just me and one of my other Holy homeboys shit, dude. yanked it out and put it in a cane field, in a, uh, in a ditch in a cane field, put a, a sofa on top, and left it there. Well... Uh, one of the other homeboys that was with us that helped us steal it, he went and started selling parts off of it. Oh, shit. Yeah, he got caught about nine months later, and uh, that's how we all got caught. And uh, how, how did y'all get? Uh, well, he the the guy he was selling the parts to got in trouble, and he knew the whole story, so he snitched us all out. Oh, shit. But it's all good, you know. Yeah. Um, I, ended, I paid for a Harley that I never got to ride. Man, you know? now you can go get you one, bro. I already right got one. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about that. So, Hell yeah, my so, boy. Okay, so what happened, the reason I got clean and sober, okay? My, I had lost my kids. They, had already, they were already gone. Yes, my, uh, my ex-wife, had, she, she, she would come and go. Like she would, she'd come whenever she needed a place to stay or whatever, and then she would leave me again. But my heart was with her. Like yeah. I, I was you in love her. with her. Yeah. Uh, yes. I wanted it to work no matter what, and I would do anything right. to make it work. I mean, I had my vices. I did wrong too, but I would never have left her. You know what I'm saying? Well, she got pregnant for another man, and uh, that, and then, um, my brother had gotten me a job with his company because he wanted me to, uh, he wanted to get me out of the lifestyle that I was in. Right. So I started working in the oil field. Well. Some good money there, man. Yeah. Well, more money in my pocket, more dope in my pocket. Oh, fuck. You know? So he thought it would change me, but it <sighs> didn't at that time. Yeah. It didn't at that time because I had more money. Well, and I thought that I couldn't function correctly. Like, I, man, I'm speeding. I was on uh, I was on meth at that time. Man, I'm speeding. I'm, work, I'm working better, you know? Right. I, I'm more... You know, I get more stuff. Yeah, I get more stuff done because I'm going so fast. No, not even close. Right. I was just as good or better whenever I got back and I was sober, you know. And but um, so. uh, So, yeah, I was working with his company and uh, I ended up not showing up to work two days in a row. They fired me. Okay, so I went. And uh, I I used oh I went to the casino after they fired me I went to the casino I won a thousand dollars I went oh, by shit. a motorcycle yeah I hit I used to hit all the time in the casinos damn yeah that's you high you so high 
that you know your mind's got to do something because i would right. stay up all night long i'd go to casinos all night long go to work all day the next day i'd stay up for days and days at a time and uh so uh they, yeah they fired me i went by a motorcycle after i won that money and uh ended up wrecking it that night oh shit and uh that's that whenever, same night you bought it yeah and that's when i uh <laughs> broke my my thigh and my heel i fractured my heel well um i was at that time i was living in a house in a trailer with no electricity um had been that living with no electricity for a couple of years i'd rather spend my money on dope than like you know the electricity was it bill. hot or how long you stayed like that with no electricity? a couple of years so you had they had the summer heat then oh yeah on you really. oh the winter cold oh my god, god you talking about bro. well i had water to the trailer but you talk about freezing cold baths, man, because I would go to work and get filthy dirty with pipe dope and all right. that, and then I'd come home and have to take a freezing cold bath, and you no way to warm up, so it was miserable, bro. Damn. Very dude. miserable. And I wouldn't eat. Whenever I went to rehab, I was around 112 pounds. Before you, right before you got clean? Right before I got clean. I gained... While I was I was in rehab for thirty days at Woodlake and Ethel, okay, well, that's what that's what made me go. Like I was so miserable living in that trailer with no electricity. My, I was broke up. I had road rash all over my body. Yeah, I see that. And uh, and my brother's wife, she came. She was like, "Look, Brody, if you go to rehab for thirty days, they're gonna give you your job back." So I was like, "I ain't going because it ain't gonna do me no good. I don't want right. to change." Right. I told her that. So Damn, it took it took probably about three weeks that I was laid up in bed with no electricity, starving, freaking in so much pain because I refused to take the pain medicine that they they gave me. Because you had already got off. Because of I had already was yes, some, I already defeated new. that, and I was yeah. never gonna go through the withdrawals again. So so I was in so much freaking pain uh, and just miserable, you know. And that's what that's that's what that lifestyle does. It it's nothing but misery. Well, I uh, I uh, I ended up hobbling over to her house. They lived next door to me, Pro- probably you know a couple of street blocks, you know. Right. So I hobbled over there on one Damn, leg with a broken uh. Oh yeah, on one leg I, I hopped over there and uh, I was like, look, I said, Shonda, if you pack my stuff for me, I'll go. You know, I was yeah. like, I'll go if you pack for me. I can't pack in this condition. She was like, I'll pack your stuff, and I'll, I'm calling right now and make sure they got a bed. Well, sure enough, they uh, she called. They got me a bed. I think it was a day or two later. They ended up finding me a bed. My mama and my sister-in-law drove me over there. And uh, now How I, far is that from here? Oh, uh, from Matter of fact, I'm working right by there at Ethel. It's, uh, it's about two hours from here. It's okay. uh it's uh north of Baton Rouge. Okay. Yeah. Oh damn. Okay. So, so it was a little ride past from Zachary. The- you know, you, you go to Baton yeah. Rouge, Zachary, and then it's right north of Zachary. Okay. Yeah. So for them to take that ride, not knowing if you were serious or yeah. not, not saying you wasn't. Obviously, you were. I no, I wasn't at the oh. time. I just I I don't know what it. I, the Lord had he, you know, he I was that lost sheep. You know. Right. I was that one lost sheep or the prodigal son. You know, he never gave up on me. You know, pretty much everybody else had given up on me. I heard that in church, actually. You say that, that he'll chase the the yes. one that's doing He never bad. stopped chasing yeah, me. Yeah, and he'll you chase, know? man. He did, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I've, 
I've I've flipped the car uh, nine times. You know, oh, they had to damn. cut me out with the jaws of life. Yeah. Me and my ex-wife. You know, and what's crazy is that I heard a voice in my head say, "Put your seatbelt on." So I told my ex-wife, I was like, "Put your seatbelt on." Well, we flipped right then and there. I don't know what would have happened if it would, you know. But I think that was the Lord's protection f- over me because right. because whenever I was twelve years old, I gave my heart to Him, but I ran from Him. Yep. You know what I'm and saying? He's so chasing you for all them years. He kept chasing me for all them years, and now here it is, twenty something years later. Yeah, and I finally turned to Him. He he let my circumstances, you know, he, he allows things to happen in your life to get your attention. Yes. You know, and it's only for my better, you know. And s- some people will ask me if, if I would change, you know, anything in my life. The only thing that I would change is the way I hurt my kids. Everything else, I would live it over again. Just to be where you're at now? To be where I'm at now. Because I have I, I have that. some knowledge. I that. I have knowledge that a lot of people don't have, and I could... I can relate to a lot of people, you right. know, and maybe I can give some hope to, you know, people that don't have no hope. That's it. Yeah. That's very true, man. So you, you took that ride out there to Ethel. Yes. Okay. Yep. And your sister-in-law and your mother brought you. Yep. How was your stay out? Is that when you finally changed your life around? Yes. Um, the stay, I was I was in a lot of pain. Right. So but you get up. So you, let's let's you get up there, right? Yeah. Y'all finally get. I don't know what at. to expect. You know. Yeah. You your mind's probably running a, a yeah. all over because I mean, have you, you were you doing any drugs while you were already hurt? Oh yeah, I was still smoking meth while you I was still smoking I, meth. Yeah, I, w- I was in the hospital smoking meth in the bathroom. Oh shit. Yeah. So. So you get there and. Uh, yeah, take me through that, man. Take. Well, take us I through get that. there and uh, they. They bring me into the detox. They have a, uh, they have one building that's for a detox, and you have to stay in there for at least I think it's a week. You know they have to monitor you and make sure your body's not gonna, uh, you know, they they help you with the withdrawals. Right. They give you a little something, and uh, you know they they make sure you're not gonna go into like cardiac arrest or anything. Correct. Which Correct. which the ambulance had to come get me from there because my blood pressure was uh like. 198 over cool, 130 198 over 140 something i think it was God, damn so they had while to, you were detoxing while i was in there yeah so they came over there they sprayed some nos in my mouth under my tongue some no i think it's uh, not, no not, it's called a nitroglycerin nitro yeah it was something they sprayed it underneath some my tongue no, it ain't not nitro <laughs> close enough bro yeah. yeah i used to work well you know I used to well work i think that's what that. they called it for short they, they had a short name for it. nitro uh, nitro that's what they called it nitro yeah yeah so they put you me close. in. A, you were right. You were right. My yeah. Go ahead. No, I, good, I remember man. they had a short name yep, yep, for it. That's it. So, uh, so they put me in an ambulance, brought me to the hospital, you know, and I was all cleared, you know, after they checked me out, put the, I guess the EKG yes. or whatever. Yep. And then they brought me back over there and, uh, I stayed there each, you know, they had chores for me to do and I like make my bed and clean the house, you know, and I right. did my chores, right? you know. Um, and like they had it, they had some ponds over there. I could fish, which oh, was yeah. awesome. I caught a huge bass, bro. Damn, I'm, only I'm caught one you, bass in my life, bro. This one thing was bass, huge, bro. and I, I saw him playing around. They have a uh, the um, what the cafeteria right. was over the water, and that sucker would play around underneath the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. I knew where he would hang out because I was <laughs> oh, seeing yeah. him swirling underneath there. So man, I I, I caught him one day. 
And uh, I ended up throwing him back, but uh, it was probably an eight-pound bass. It's, Damn, man. It's a nice bass. Big bass. Yeah, the one I yeah. caught was probably like one to two pounds. So this small. rehab that I went to is a really nice place. It used to be uh, uh, like a resort for like one of the big oil companies. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and the Wood Lake, I bought it somehow. They ended up with it. They got three big ponds over there. And what's crazy is that my insurance through my company, I still was, I was paying insurance, and they ended up accepting my insurance over there somehow oh, yeah so that's how i was able to get in over there and so you in there you did what 30 days over there yeah 30 days and you came out of there and then what, what i came out of there that? and listen i'm not gonna lie to you it was freaking hard as hell to start you. from nothing okay um nobody trusted me you know because you know they were at, at sure. a point you kind of can't blame them no i don't blame them oh, at yeah. all yeah, no, no doubt, i was man. untrustworthy i was a thief yeah you know i would do anything to get high um you know i've stolen from my mom stolen from my dad i've you know yeah. i broke in my parents house you know yeah. I've, I've done some messed up things i was a bad person um and you know i got out i still didn't have electricity in my trailer i uh i didn't have a vehicle my uh my bank account i couldn't open a bank account because oh, my ex-wife was writing hot checks i was twelve hundred dollars oh, in the negative before i can even open a bank account so whenever i started working again i had to i couldn't get direct deposit because i had to go take care of that so yeah. i had to pay off that so before you came I came out that. already negative you came yes. out already oh kind of like a like almost like a fuck you, you know, like yeah it was it was yep it was hard as hell hard as hell to come back so what i did um whenever i got back um i didn't have no way to get back and forth to work so what i did was i posted an ad on facebook that if anybody can bring me to work you know to and from then i would pay him fifty dollars and at that time fifty dollars was pretty good you know right. at that time that was for a week or no that was just for the day Oh, I would pay fifty dollars every day just to bring, bring me you back to work for, uh, yes. Monday for fifty bucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it now. I know, you got two nice vehicles on yeah, there. You see that? You know, <laughs> if you want to Yeah. But. So, so I would. I, that's how I got back and forth to work. You know, people would come pick me up, bring me. Uh, you know, people I knew. Right. And, you know, this one girl loaned me her vehicle for a couple of weeks. Damn. You know? Yeah. Just really nice people. You yeah. know. So. Uh, so I would. I, I ended up, uh, that first year, I got my uh, income tax check. And with that, I, w- I didn't have enough to buy me a, a you know, a, a decent car. Right, so I bought right. me a Harley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bought okay. me a Harley that I got to ride anytime I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't have my license yet because my license had been suspended. I owed all kind of money um, on tickets and uh, driving into suspension. I had three driving right. into suspensions. God damn, well, man. So I would drive my Harley back and forth to work. Right. And uh and it was miserable because you know, it would when it was raining, freezing cold, you know. But I wouldn't let that stop me. I would even go to church. Listen, I would I would bring change clothes in a book sack and whenever I go to church and it was raining, I I didn't let the rain stop me. I would change in the bathroom right. and on the way uh on the way home, you know, I'd put my wet clothes back on and go home. Same Damn. thing on the way to work and back. And that's how I got back and forth to work. Well, um, and uh, throughout that time, you never did go back to the drugs. No, never. No, nope. never had. Did you ever have the urge? I had the temptation. Okay. Um, all right. 
the temptation came quite a few times. It did. It came. But I was like, no, hell no. Because, you know, I've, I've gone 30, 60, 90 days. I've, I've gone right. this long. And, you know, I'm starting to have these little small victories, you know. And they feel and, good, don't they? Yes, they do. Especially now. Like, all those small victories added up to so much. And, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I would drive my, my motorcycle. And then the next year with my next income tax, I went and I bought me a, a Toyota uh, Toyota Camry, a 2017. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. Off, oh, the, off the lot in New Iberia. At, uh, I, I think it's J.P. Thibodeau, maybe? Off okay. of Highway 14 on the right, right whenever you uh, cross the overpass. Muscle, it's Muscle Pad, too. Muscle, yeah. Across from Lowe's. Yep, yep. Across yep. from Lowe's. I went over there. Um, I didn't have no credit. My credit was way low. Damn. And... Uh, the guy sold me the car. I didn't even have my driver's license yet. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if you can get insurance, he said, you can drive it off the lot today. I oh, said, I'm going to get insurance. Yeah, I'm going to get insurance, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was man. in a freaking vehicle with AC. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have to worry about the rain. So, yeah, yeah that was my second year. Uh, that was, you know, a year and something after I had been sober. So I, I bought me a Harley. I still got this in the shop. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. 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 I want to oh, yeah. see that. Yeah, I'll I crank it up for you. Oh, hell she's, yeah. She's purrs, boy. She's oh, dude. beautiful. But uh, so, yeah, um, I got the car. And then uh, all this time I'm working and I got a promotion. Okay. So I was at the bottom whenever I came back. I got a promotion. I became a dairy can. And uh, then I got another promotion to driller, which is I'm operating the rig. Right. My job is to operate the rig and run the crew. So Hell I got yeah. people working underneath me. Currently? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, yeah, I can, I can actually yeah. run people off. Like, <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm going to come work for you let you run oh, me off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I give opportunities, though, before I just Because you know how else. it is, man. Yeah. You yes, know somebody. That's, the, see, that's what, I, that's what I like in a supervisor, somebody who's going to give you a chance because they've been through an AC oh, yeah. or just a person in general or yeah. just somebody. Like, if you saw me. At Walmart, and I'm struggling with something. I know I could just tell you would help. You want to help, man. Yeah. And you're willing to give that opportunity and chance. So that's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Dude, you're amazing, dude. You're yeah. amazing, bro. Uh, you don't know. You don't realize how how much harder a person to work for you if you give them a chance. Just give them a chance. That's it. Like, you know, show them the ropes. They, not, they don't come over there knowing what the heck's going on. Correct. Give them a chance and show them, you know, and they'll work hard for you, you know. Hell yeah, man. And uh, it makes your job easier when they do, you know. Um, so yeah, I worked my way up to being a driller, which the driller comes with a company truck. Oh shit. Well, I didn't have my driver's license at the time, oh, shit. so I couldn't <laughs> get the company truck. Damn. Well, it took me a while, but, uh, I ended up paying off all of my tickets, you know, a little bit at a time. Right, I didn't right. do it overnight. Correct. You know, like I would pay off one ticket at a time, you know, yep. you can't overwhelm yourself because you'll, you, it's just gonna, it's gonna make you fall back. You know, small victories, those are the important ones, you know. That lead go up pay to off, the big ones. Yes, go pay off one ticket at a time. Um, they got a guy working for me right now. He's in the same predicament. I'm like, just go pay a ticket, save some money, go pay a ticket, save some money, go pay a ticket. You went, Paul, you went pay your ticket t- uh, this weekend? Oh, yeah, I went pay it. So he's paying <laughs> off. He got it. He recently just got his driver's license back. So, you know, it's, it's those small victories, bro. They're just so important. Well... So I got my driver's license 
And as soon as I got my driver license, they gave me a company truck <laughs> with a gas card. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they trust dude. they trust me with a company truck on their insurance and a gas card. Man, that's crazy. Because well, seven years. Deserving, ago, man. I know. I earned it now. You like, do, I, I'm, I'm trustworthy now. But seven years ago, I'd have been selling gas with yeah. their gas card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me some cash. Or I'm like, fill up your car. Like selling food stamps 50 cents on oh, a dollar what? or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. But, no, but I'm a, I changed my whole mindset. I changed my whole way of living. It's not just about staying clean. That's that that's small potatoes. You know? Right. It's about changing your whole lifestyle. So what's the point of getting clean if you're the same person you were before? Yeah. You know, you're having to fight the urge every single day. You know? Like I gave it to the Lord, so I don't fight the urge anymore. That's, you know, that's he right, don't even, it don't even bother me. And he's changing me in every area of my life. It's not just it's it's not just not using. I don't have the desire to use. You know, I've changed so, so many other areas of my life too you know i don't and i don't know i'm an open book like i don't have nothing to hide i tell everybody you know a lot of people need to hear stuff like this man yeah i think i do think that 100 percent. a lot of people need to hear a story like this just so they can see like i said earlier they can see you can be at the bottom at the bottom digging your own grave technically yeah to Dude, like beautiful house, beautiful vehicles, beautiful family. Yeah. Not being on that shit anymore, yeah. man. And being, being able to help others and happy, dude. Yeah, I wake you up look, happy every day. I can look at this picture right here next to me and see, dude, you're miserable. Oh, miserable. You, you look, and I'm not being a douchebag. No, you know, you true. look horrible, man. I was miserable. And you look great now, dude. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. what do you think when you see that? When you see that old, your old self, man? Uh, man. I see a lot of pain, uh, a lot of misery. I see the person that I never want to be again, and yeah, I it just it's it's kind of it's it's crazy, bro. Because that to look at that picture, that was me. Like it don't look you, like you. Bro. I know it doesn't. That's what that's the crazy part about it. But I know it was. Yeah, I know. And yeah, I lived I know that life. Was, yeah, it just like just looking at you, dude. It, yeah. I, it's, I, I gotta pinch myself sometimes too you know like okay so whenever I got out of rehab I'm living in the trailer with no electricity and uh so I had to pay off some old electricity bills you know cause they had cut me off so yes. I had to pay all of that before I could get electricity you know and then uh and then a, a little over a year ago my wife and I we bought a two story home you know that I never, I never would imagine. My credit score, listen, my credit score was like uh, in the low five hundreds or like four something. Whenever I got approved for this house, oh wow, this house uh, was on the market at one time for like over three hundred, like three hundred sixty thousand. Yeah, I got it for one sixty five. Then he knocked it off ten thousand. That's beautiful, man. I know that's what's crazy. See, like the yeah. Lord bless, I think the Lord blessed me that for doing the right things in life. I you think know? I, I 100% believe that because this house is worth more than oh, what, yeah, I, what is, I paid bro. for it. A lot oh, more, a lot more. Dude. It's uh 3,300 square feet, two story, nice. You know, like, if somebody would have told you in this picture right here, if somebody would have said, Hey, Brody, in seven years, eight, what, seven, in seven years, six and a half years, six and a half years. You're gonna have what you have now. What you would have said? There ain't no way in hell. Oh, uh, there yeah. ain't no way in hell. Oh, nope. I'd have never believed it. I'd have never believed it. Nope, never. 
And then I also recently got another promotion at my job, so I'm a relief tool pusher. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Hell so yeah, crazy. brother. See? But the good thing, like you do the right things, you know, and you're trustworthy, God's going to bless you with those things he can trust you with. Just like my wife. He can trust me with a good God-fearing woman. Yes. That's why he gave her to me. That's Because right. I'm not going to mismanage her. That's you right. And she's and real nice, man. Oh, she's uh, an awesome person. I met her for a few she's minutes. A big I love part of, she's a big part of why, you know, like my success story too. You know, right. I, I'm not doing this alone. Absolutely this is her not. and I, you know. That's like, right. Oh, like, yeah, she helped you with one. the books, man. Yeah, she helped me. Yeah, she helped me with the books. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And they're on Amazon, right? Yeah, they're on Amazon. Once again, go on Amazon and type in your name, right? Yeah, type in my name. B-R-O-D-I-E-S-I-M-O-N. And Simon, not Simon. Better not let me hear y'all say uh, you Simon. Can go, you can just go to Google. If you Google my name, those books pop up. Check them out. Yeah. Uh, and y'all hearing this story, this is a... Yeah, what I can... I'll, I'll put a picture of... I'll give. I'll take a picture of them and yeah. give it to you whenever we'll you do put that. that on there. Yep. Yeah, I'll take some pictures after this and yep. we'll have... And I don't, I don't get much off of them, you know, but it's not about that. Yeah. I, I could care less. I would, you would do it for free. Yeah. yeah you probably wouldn't could, be looking for the money. No, it's not about the money. Yeah. It's really not. It's about nope. sharing your story. I, if I could afford to buy them and give them to people... I would do that. Oh, absolutely. But, I, you know, I can't afford to buy right. everybody a yeah, copy. Man, you but can, I yeah. would. I would absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know? Yeah. I, uh, I, I like it. So, you, I, you told me you were going to the high school that I graduated from. Yeah. It makes me. And actually, Lily, me and Lily mm -hmm. was in that same class, dude. Oh, yeah. We were in that same class. Wow. And uh makes me want to go back to the high school. <laughs> and freaking sit there and listen to you, yeah, dude. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I wish this would have... I uh, wish they'd have had a program like that whenever I was in school. I agree. Even though I wasn't on a bad course like you was. Yeah. I agree because I know there was kids around me who are and who were. Yeah. I think, man, it's it's an excellent thing. that I didn't know anything about it until this teacher reached out to me the yeah. other day. But they didn't do... But back when I was there, they didn't do what they did, like what you're doing now. Uh -huh. Like getting you involved and yeah. hearing the story we went to the ems academy where i went to school i had to go work on the ambulance mm -hmm. they did stuff like that like jobs like we're going to look at jobs we're going yeah, yeah. we're in the baton rouge community college yeah. i'm not going to fucking college bud <laughs> no. i'm not i had to yeah. go to a little slcc college the nemsa mm -hmm. ems academy but what that lady actually that lady added me on facebook the one that shared your story and oh, got yeah. you to go yeah 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 so i'm hoping she hears this and listens to our podcast i'm you know i'll yeah. share it with her and she'll see it yeah but uh and whenever you share it she'll see it but uh i think what she's doing is amazing getting in yes. touch with people what you are doing is very amazing taking <laughs> your story and going to talk to people you don't know and uh -huh. you don't you, like you said you're not a people not that you're not a people person no, i'm just not comfortable not, you're I, nervous, I nervous yeah. as heck yeah. yeah and but to go share your story so them kids like i was saying like the kids that were in my class or mm -hmm. in that program they didn't have this. We had, yeah. you're going to go to the Army. Yeah, I Joe, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not yeah. going to the Army. Look at me. I'm no, not going yeah, to the Army, yeah. bro. Uh, uh. <laughs> they need to have, what she's doing is amazing, and what yeah. you're doing is, what you are doing is as well amazing. Yeah. So that's, a, it's it's just awesome, dude. Like, yeah. I thank you. Um, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing what you're doing, even though some of it I can relate to, uh -huh. and most of it I really can't, yeah. but like like man i care about you now man like uh, I, I really i really do man i really and 
I definitely will. I'm sure, like you said, you pray every morning and all that. I oh, definitely yeah. will think about you, man, a lot. Yeah. And we need to stay in touch, man. Oh, Check definitely. On, there's definitely. something you need, man. I don't mind coming drive out here and help oh, you with man. whatever, man, you know? I appreciate it. But man. what you're doing is, uh, is great. And then to have a great support system like your wife, man, yeah. to help you and to, yeah. to keep you doing what you're doing is, uh, that's great. I'm yeah. glad I, I'm glad you uh, answered me back really quickly, man, when oh, yeah. I asked you about it. Yeah. And hearing that you, you know, you get nervous talking to people. I, think I do, it, man. I sweat, man. Sweat will <laughs> be rolling down my back. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I I just, I, it's not about my comfort zone. It's not about me, you know. I will, I will do it scared. I don't care, you know. I, I face, you know. I say I never, I never get scared, but that's one thing that, it it doesn't scare me, but I do get nervous. But I I, I force myself to do it just yeah, and I just because it. it's not about me. It's it's right. more important to. Uh, was that Thursday night or Friday night you posted? You went do what? You what'd you go do? You I went stadium. to uh, I went share my story with a youth group in Lafayette. <laughs> Dude, yeah. see shit like that, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they invited How was that. Me. That was pretty awesome. Um, um, one one of the ladies. Uh, Reached out on Facebook and she said that her her sons were at home talking about it, like you know, afterwards. So see, you're not just reaching cool. just to me or the kids at school. Dude, yeah. you're getting you're reaching a lot of people, man. And yeah. people listening to this, you're gonna be reaching and reaching to them, man. And yeah, uh, what you talked to about what you talked about with them is similar to what we talked about. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much shared my story, you know, and uh, share that there's hope, you know, and that drugs is definitely not the the way to turn you know people are going to go through things throughout your whole life even yes, even sober you know like we, everybody goes through things correct and the 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 right person to turn to the one that can really help you is god himself you know like a lot of times we turn to anger we turn to uh you know hate and stuff like that which is not the right route to go that'll only hinder us you know, and right. that's that hindered my whole life. You know, hate and anger, it really did. Cause I did a lot of mean things to a lot of people. You know, I hurt a lot of people, and, and um, in my life, you know, fighting and just I hurt people, and that's not. I, it it felt good. I thought it felt good. You know, but cause it was a release. But that's not the right way to go, man. Um, I wish I wouldn't have hurt people, but. It is what it is. Now, um, well, whenever I got out of rehab, I started doing mixed martial arts, you know. and uh, Yeah, so what, what you were saying, too, which you, we didn't finish it because I probably interrupted you like, I'm oh, sorry. No, it's all good. You said you went in at 112 pounds. Yeah. You came out of rehab at what? I gained th- uh, 30 pounds in 30 days. So A pound a day? Yeah. Or rough or however Yeah, a pound felt, a day. Yeah. That's what I gained. And Just from eating, bro. Like What, I eat. what you at now? I weigh uh, 185 right now. You're pretty fit, man. Like you got yeah. some muscle on you, man. Versus <laughs> the the picture that you. Oh, bro, that uh, one of the the shirt. They have a uh, one of the pictures where I'm wearing that green shirt on the right? back, holding yep, the yep. bass. Look on the back. Oh, oh, oh! I didn't see the back. Yeah, stuff. you okay. see where I'm holding that bass. Yep. Okay, that's my karate shirt from whenever I was a young kid. And it still fits you, then. It, it's it's loose on me right there. That's how small yeah, I was. Is. Yep. Damn, dude. Yeah, I didn't yep. see the back pictures of these. We got the holy yep. shit. But you were saying so you you got into mixed martial arts. Yeah, and uh, 
I did a jujitsu tournament. I came out second, which is pretty cool. That's good. <laughs> Releasing yeah. uh, or fighting in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, not trying to re- yeah. hurt somebody just out of anger. It's right. more like a sport. It's a sport. You know? Yeah. 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 That's you know? awesome, dude. Yeah. It's awesome, man. You got any questions for me? Anything uh, that you want to know about me or? Um, you asked him what had got me into the podcast and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. What? So I, I was at work, man, and uh, I got tired of listening to music because it's just the same repetitive, yeah. repetitive. So music today is garbage. Yeah, mo- yeah most of most it is. Of you ain't it, lying yes. about that. I try to listen to the positive stuff. They yes. even have positive rap. It's really good. That yeah, I I've, to. I've, yeah, I've, I've, I got some. I'll, I'll send you a little something. Oh, that I'll, good. And like I said, you know how we've been going to church recently and all that? Yeah. I've listened to this every morning on the way to work, and I know it just makes me feel better that day. But yeah. I'll share it to you and show yeah. let you check it out. But uh, so yeah, getting into podcasting was uh, I was listening to a few different podcasts like Theo Vaughn. Actually, Lily got me some tickets for oh, yeah. me and her to go see. You ever heard of Theo Vaughn? No, he's a comedian from uh, Covington. He's a big comedian. Oh, he does okay. big podcasts, and I was listening to his stuff. He's hilarious, man. He's yeah, funny. And um, it was always a dream because we're getting married next October. Oh, okay. And then uh, my brother DJ, my little boy's godfather, he's yeah. my best man in the wedding, and uh. So I was like, I want to go to a comedy club. I like comedy, man. Yeah. I just like, I like involving, I like being involved in that. So we're going to, for the bachelor trip, we're going to Joe Rogan. You ever heard of Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah. I know He started Joe Rogan. a comedy. Uh, it's called The Mothership in Austin, Texas. So oh, we're going really? to that. Oh, wow. And we're going to go hang out there for, we're probably going to leave on a thir- Thursday, like for a weekend, you know, not a yeah. whole weekend. Yeah. Just a little weekend trip, come yeah. back Sunday, but uh. Yeah, so I was listening to podcasts, Steve Vaughn, Joe Rogan, and all them, and they yeah. interview, like, kind of like just regular people like me and you. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to try it, because I could talk to anybody. And mm-hmm. I mean, like today, I came here with not knowing what I'm going to actually, we started a conversation, and I mean, we're almost an hour and 40 minutes deep into this <laughs> conversation. It don't feel like it. No, it don't. <laughs> and uh, so... Yeah, I was like, man, I could do that. So I ordered a little starter, uh, a little starter podcasting kit. I recently yeah. just got this new mic that yeah. I was gonna test out. It's a really good mic. It's a sure mic. Yep. It's the one right under that the, all the big podcasters oh, wow. use. So yeah. I'm gonna get another one. You know, it's it sounded pretty good. I was testing all my stuff out before I came here and yeah. all that. But I was like, I can do that. So I did one with a cop, a sheriff's deputy. Yeah, dude, that was a great. That was a great podcast. Like awesome got to hear about like what it is like what a cop does what he has to deal mm-hmm. with and uh i did one with a distillery that yeah. was fun yeah and uh i did one with a retired navy guy who was in the navy for 20 years cool who lived in uh bahrain like middle east yeah. all yeah. over dude lived wow. on his ship and all that and uh i did one with chris logan last week mm-hmm. and uh that one came out last week oh okay and uh he does like nineties rock, like yeah, yeah. I like, remember. Yeah, I yeah, was telling you about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so yeah, man, I'm getting. And then I got in contact with you, and then I don't know. I was just like, man, I could talk to anybody. You know, I could, yeah. I don't even have to know him, and I could sit here and have a conversation. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. That's why I got into it. Yeah, and uh, if I wouldn't be into it, I don't know if you would have been on another podcast. I like, don't know, man. <laughs> you know what Probably I mean? Not. So I, hey, things I think happen. This is a great me. opportunity. I think, I think awesome. it is, man. I just I appreciate I'm, it. Man. I appreciate you, man. More than more than you know, I promise you that. Yeah. And just after hearing your story, because I knew a little bit about it from yeah. seeing like the picture, I'm like, oh, obviously he was 
on drugs and having a bad life and then yeah. seeing the picture of you now i'm like eh, that's not that dude <laughs> but it is that dude but yeah so i kind of yeah. put two and two together but yeah. thank you for sharing your story with us man, man. you uh, have anything else man or um no man i just what what what, what kind of what would you leave uh what would be some words you would say some words of wisdom to other people or to addicts who are struggling is there something you would tell them or tell, tell um, them a little something man to motivate them or yeah um you know this it's it don't have to be the end of your story you know there is a way out um that i know that the lifestyle is it's the miseries i already know it it seems like it's fun it seems like it feels good but man if you once you get out of it it's oh my god there's there's nothing like it like the the peace that i have today i don't have to wake up and wonder where my next fix is going to come from you know um it's just there's there's nothing like this feeling it's it's almost a high in itself just being sober like um to wake up every day just happy um you know i get with with the lord every morning and i'm just right now i have so much i appreciate the smallest things in life like like um i just appreciate everything just all the small things like electricity like people take that for granted but i tell you what like live without it and you'll see you know it's uh, appreciate the small things before you know before you don't if you know cuz maybe one day you may not have those small things you know so i just learned to appreciate the small things in life today um don't take anything for gr- for granted, you know. Anything could be taken from you at any minute, you know. I think your uh, your relationship with my my higher power is Jesus Christ. Um, your relationship with Him is very important. Um, he can help you get over things that you cannot do on your own, you know. He can take the temptation. I mean, not the temptation. The temptation will come, you know. That's that's minor. He can take the desire away. You know, the desire to do those things. Um, he's the answer, you know. Um, instead of running from him, bro, just turn to him. He he, he can help you. Um, and that's that's what I would leave, you know. That's awesome, man. That's uh, yeah, That motivates me, brother. Yeah. That motivates me. It really does. I think you're, gonna, I think you're doing great things, man. Yeah. And, uh. That's a living testimony from yourself, man. Yes, sir. It can be done, man. It, it can. uh to go from doing every drug under the sun to being a damn good husband, a damn good father, just a good man. Yeah. And it can be done, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today, Brody. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate Mr. you Brody, having I'm me. Sorry, man. No, you can call me Brody. It's all good. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. No, man, I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah. It's it's a blessing to me. That's really a blessing is. for you to be on for me and just for yeah. others. If you have anybody that's a, a an addict, I mean, we just heard from, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, a recovered addict, very much recovered. You would I would never have thought if I seen you on the, I would never have thought, man, yeah. from a recovered addict. And uh, if you have anybody who's an addict or you are shared with share this podcast with them tell let them hear it from from somebody who's been through it i'm not saying it just to share my podcast and get views and shit up no fuck that let them hear it 
from somebody who's lived it, somebody who yeah. knows, and somebody who's came out of it. Yeah, Brody, man, thanks again. And look, y'all check him out on Facebook, man. Y'all check him out on yeah. Facebook. He's doing big things, Brody Seema on Facebook. Yeah, uh, he's. And you could send me a message on Messenger. Um, you know, they need they need more people like you, Brody. Yeah, I'm sure you're not the only one who's recovered from something like that, but yeah. you doing you doing one of the best things of speaking out about it and getting to other people. Man, you got to me, dude. Yeah, a few times you made me want to freaking you pull. I see you freaking over here reaching, pulling at the strings, trying to make me tear <laughs> up, bro. Thank you for uh, letting me come in your beautiful home and do this with you, man. My little yeah. boy wouldn't. He was quiet like your little girl, man. But uh, my little dude's uh, he rides oh, his little four wheel in the house and all oh, that. But yeah, thank you for allowing me here, man, and not knowing me. Man, thank, thank you for coming here. Bro. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. The Top Hand Podcast. We had Mister Brody on today, recovered addict, man, living it. He's living it. He's doing the right. He's doing it right. Thank you, Brody. Thank you, brother. God bless. Thank you, man. <laughs>